Welcome back to Not Your Average, where you are empowered to live an above average life for personal growth and hopefully global impact. This week's episode is going to be on letting go of the past. Now, last week we talked about new beginnings, and I feel like continuing in this theme of just not in waiting until the new year or just specific things, but actually exploring the tools that it means to really dig deep into new beginnings. And one of those is letting go of the past, which I think is something that we can do daily and as well as monthly, yearly, you know, every five to 10 years, because everyone has a past, whether it's five minutes ago, you know, five months ago, five years ago, everyone has a past and something that um, they may dwell on, something that may have happened, people that they may have known, places that they may have visited. So it's not, I'm just not talking about negative things. I'm also talking about the breadth of experiences that we can have. And whilst letting go of the past is easier over time, it seems, um, it's definitely easier said than done. And so therefore it takes some practice. And so our brains love familiarity and we sometimes can confuse our identity with events and people and circumstances, which is why letting go of just anything, let alone things that may have happened also because there's that feeling of being unable to change it and maybe having grown and gained more knowledge, you then think, well, I could have done this differently. But the idea of holding on to what should have, could have, would have been only keeps you stuck and not envisioning or building your future. So how do you let go of the past? There are many tools, there are many things, many people who can really speak to this in the personal development space as well as psychologists but I've come up with a few things that I think are quite practical and can really help you in your everyday life. And the first tip is acceptance. So nothing can be changed, but a lot can be learned. I'll say that again. Nothing can be changed, but a lot can be learned. And that's because you know, with every situation, with every person, with every job, every relationship, every friendship, every city, every country, you know, every emotion, every milestone, every positive thing, everything has a seed of wisdom, even if it's negative or positive, that you can grow from. And so accepting things doesn't mean that you condone, doesn't mean that you are, you know, doing backflips because you're so excited about what happened or a situation or how you responded. It, it All it does is enables you to detach because you're not living in the present when you're focusing on the past. It helps you practice the sort of habit of detachment. And our life is made up of habits. And when you come to the point of acceptance with things, things that you cannot change. There's a famous prayer that says, you know, Lord, help me, you know, accept things that change the things I can, but have the grace to accept the things that I cannot change. And regardless of whatever your beliefs are, I believe that's a fantastic way to look at things because if you can do something about something that's 
not detrimental to both yourself and others, then do it. Take action, make changes. But if it's something that you can't do anything about, namely something that's in the past, whether it's, as I said, five minutes ago, five months ago, five years ago, you have to detach from that for your own mental wellness, but also because you'll be blocking what's right in front of you. You won't be able to see things clearly now in the here and the present because you'll be seeing them through the lens of the past, but more importantly, you won't even be able to recognize anything because you haven't come to a place of acceptance of what may have happened. The other thing is that no one gets a manual in life of how to do things perfectly based on their circumstances. So not only do we have 8 billion sort of different sets of lives going on at the moment on you know in the world but everyone's going to encounter different situations everyone's going to have different maturity levels everyone's going to have different upbringings everyone's going to be exposed to things or not exposed to things so there there are so many there's a multitude of experiences and when you come to accept that you understand that there are so many variables and there are so many things that impact how you live how you view things and ultimately your emotions but acceptance helps you detach from your emotions it doesn't mean that you uh suppress or become numb or become apathetic which is probably worse than being somebody who feels anything because then you feel nothing and therefore have no ability to really engage with life but actually when you practice acceptance you can really understand how powerful you are over your emotions even if it may seem that they're powerful so if somebody you know gave you a bad attitude and they were serving you somewhere and maybe that was you know five days ago and it's bad enough that you're still thinking about it when you accept that that for example, has nothing to do with you, but is about their internal posture, their things that they may be going on in their life, and you just happen to be in the firing line. Not only do you detach from those emotions, but you depersonalize it. And therefore, the next time you go to somewhere where you may need to be served, you know, whether it's food or whatever it may be, then you can treat that person as a blank slate, not through the prism of that previous experience. So not only is it emotional regulation for you, but it means that you are opening up your eyes to situations to see them clearly rather than through a skewed lens. Acceptance helps you build confidence as well because you go, you know what? Nothing I can do about it now, but I've learned. So therefore going forward, I can implement these things that I've observed and learned. My second point on how to let go of the past is change your environment and associations. You cannot heal and move on if you are stuck where you were wounded. Whether that's a place, person, thing, circumstance, you can't keep on, you know, picking a scab whilst hoping that in picking it, it won't leave a scar. Because when you're doing that, you're just exacerbating it. So it's like you are going in for more. It's like you cooking food and it's burnt so you've been burnt but you stay in the pan you stay in the situation you stay there you know digging in and our 
you know, it's actually been proven scientifically that people tend to have a difficult time letting go of things based on the time investment that they have put into something. And that's because you don't want to sort of feel like you wasted time in your life, which is the most precious thing that we have, the most valuable thing that I think that we have far above any riches. You don't want to feel like you've wasted that in a situation so you kind of dig deep and go well I'm going to make good on my investment subconsciously most of us do this subconsciously but the problem with that is that you will remain in that environment and you won't grow the other people won't grow through your absence and the environment won't change through you deciding to put in place necessary boundaries but you also are pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone by changing your environment because you're removing people and you're or you're removing yourself regardless of what opinions may be because you understand that your well-being comes first particularly as an adult it is your job to sort of manage your well-being and be a steward and be a gatekeeper of your well-being and be like a firewall so for example a firewall not only prevents things from coming in, but it actually also prompts you, for example, if you think about on your computer, what you want to share and what will go out of the computer. So that's the same thing with you, what you want to give out as well as what comes in. So that is something that many people may not be aware of, but you don't have to stay in situations that you've outgrown, situations that are toxic, So they may not be toxic for others, but they may be toxic for you. And you don't have to explain that to anyone. And also understand that nothing is ever wasted because as I said in point one, there's nothing that, some things can't be changed, but there's a lot that can be learned. So if you've learned something from a situation, if you've had revelation, if you've, you know, had a sense of epiphany about, you know, yourself as well as others, then that's not time wasted. That's an opportunity for you to grow and expand and also implement the lessons in your current or future interactions with people. So you can't stay in environments that are unhealthy and expect to cultivate a positive mind, positive speech and positive mindset. You can't have people in your life who don't build it in any way. And I'm talking about in terms of the substance and the things that matters in terms of morals, value, emotional support, you can't sort of be lacking in that and then expect sort of the opposite. So again, not only does changing your environment help you manage your expectations, it really reminds me of that saying that, you know, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And I really feel that that summarizes life. You may not be able to escape the pain of life, things that are outside of your control, things, which is quite a lot of things, (laughs) I have to say. But what is within your control is how much you suffer. And that is something that you have the ability to dictate for yourself and the environment that you choose to be in. Remember, as, as there's a lot of people in this world that may not have a choice as to the environment that they allow themselves into so if you do that is a privilege and that is something that you can be able to build upon and set an example to others my third point on letting go of the past is choose your words if you're continually 
speaking about something that has happened if you're continuing sharing it with your friends no matter how frustrating or even if you're in the right you are going to perpetuate and continue to bring that situation to light and so as i said in my first point you will be seeing yourself and others through that lens you won't be speaking things that you want you'll be speaking things that you don't want so again remind yourself that your words are creative and they are powerful and they are things that really end up showing you your life is a reflection of those words it may not be in its entirety as as we've seen with this panoramic there are certain things that really no one can expect but there's a saying that goes that life is 90% how you respond to it and really only 10% what happens. So what happens, whilst it may be catastrophic in some instances, in other instances it could just be merely inconvenient, what you say will then be able to determine not only just to others but also to yourself. So keep in mind that your speech is not just your external speech but it's also your internal voice your words will all would, would either be fuel or gasoline those are two different things so you might think they're the same thing fuel is what empowers you to drive a car to move things forward to get to your destination it's fuel that is matching that car and matching the specifications that are there but gasoline is what you use when you want to set something on fire. So your words can either be something that help you or hinder you. And so part of this is also psychological because your brain doesn't also know the difference between a real situation and actually something that you may be describing that maybe hasn't even happened yet or a thought that you may have or something that maybe you know you're imagining but if you continue to dwell on it and it rises emotion your brain actually doesn't know the difference between a real or an imagined scenario and that is something that your words help create so if you're looking for more information on that check out dr joe dispenser's work he does crucial work in this area and he can be able to describe it in lovely large words and in a way that is un- still understandable of exactly how our brain functions in this way and how we can cultivate our mind so that it works for us rather than against us. So again, choose your words because when you're choosing your words, you are also forced, as I always say, to live in the present because if you are thinking about what you're saying or thinking about what you're thinking about, you don't actually have time to think about what's happened or to be worried about what's to come because you are focused right here right now and my fourth point on letting go of the past is write down your emotions so it's important that you stop them to being drivers because let me just tell you other people will do things or not do things to push your buttons and to see what they can get away with or to see how far they can push a situation or you may have again things outside of your control it could be health related it could be work related it could be um you know something to do you know relationally 
And so what happens is that our emotions, particularly our subconscious, which is where we are said to live 95% of our responses and our reactions, our subconscious, depending on how it has been trained, depending on how you have experienced things, trauma or not, you know, even if you've just generally sailed through life, which I don't think most people have, but in general, your emotions will try to get a reaction before you are able to pull things back and be able to respond effectively. And one of the ways that you can get into a habit where you um, have control of those emotions and then can therefore reach that level of acceptance or reach that level where you're very mindful of what you say to yourself and to others is to write them down and to release them because emotions are made to be processed and released. I will say that again. Emotions are made to be processed and released. They are not made to be suppressed or, um, you know, just ignored. Um, That's how you get apathetic people who just really just don't care about anything. But, or people who are only operating in one mode of sort of extreme emotion as we have seen throughout world events. And neither of that is good because they're not being channeled properly. And I talked a bit about transmutation in a previous episode about how you can harness any emotion so that you can use it as fuel to do something positive. So for example, if you see an injustice in the world that you're not happy about, instead of spending time sort of stewing in the anger, use that anger and say, what action can I take? Not only for maybe that situation, even if you think it's overwhelming, what small step or what small thing can I do now to actually contribute to a change to that? That is you taking an example of an emotion and transmutating it so that it is useful and it works for you rather than against you. Another good thing about writing your emotions is that it gives you perspective on what your thoughts really look like. And most people aren't taught this. Most people aren't taught to control their thoughts. Most people aren't really um, as kind to themselves as they could be. And so when you write down your thoughts, you see it in black and white on the page. And so you'll be able to understand exactly how your thought patterns are and then can be able to create an action plan on changing them. It will also stop you from ruminating. Now, I always say that if you're having sort of like any kind of um, unwanted sort of, you're dwelling on things, usually things in the past, one of the best things that you can do is either say something out loud or write it down because both of those things interrupt your train of thought. The, The skills that are required to both speak as well as to think or go down a train of thought or ruminate is different from that which requires you to speak or write. So both both interrupt that sense of negative meditation so that you can be able to, again, release those emotions. And in fact, a lot of the things that um, some psychologists and therapists really recommend is for people to write down letters to people who have heard them because it allows you, you may not necessarily give that letter to the person, in fact i would recommend that you think about that very carefully usually it's best to write it down and then either burn it or throw it away because it's not for the other person this is about you and you alone 
This is also allowing you to live from the inside out rather than having your emotions be at the puppet strings of other people. So in conclusion, letting go of the past may not be the easiest thing to do. And this is not to downplay anything sort of monumental that has happened to anyone who's listening to this. But the past has nothing new to say. I will say that again. The past has nothing new to say. But you have a future to create if every day is an opportunity for you to do that. And when you learn to let go of the past, you detach from people, places and things that hold you back or have simply had their season. Some things are not negative. Sometimes it's not a good fit. Sometimes it's time for you to literally move on to the next season of your life. And sometimes things will get uncomfortable in order to enable you to do that. And some things you just needed to move on from so that you can grow, so that you can stretch, so that you cannot stay in your comfort zone, or so that you can learn to put the appropriate boundaries, for example, with individuals who you may come into contact with. And in order to embrace new beginnings, you have to learn how to let go of the past. It doesn't mean that you condone things, as I said. It doesn't mean that you're sort of walking around like, you know, without a care in the world. But actually, it helps you with your emotional regulation. It helps you manage your own physical health because our body does store our emotions. And it helps you release things that are really not within your domain of control. It helps you live from the inside out. That's where we want to be. So just to recap, the things that can help you let go of the past, number one, acceptance. Number two, change your environment and your associations. And whilst I did talk about external things, it's also about changing your internal environment, which we can talk about in a different episode. Number three, choose your words. And number four, write things down. Make sure that also no one else has sight of it because we also don't want to have a situation where you are not only apprehensive about your emotions but you're apprehensive about you know access and things like that so i hope that helped you as ever share with those in your world who you think may really benefit from a reminder of this and you know as i always say we have so many resources right now in the world that can really help you navigate whatever it is you're navigating So I encourage you, do some research, you know, obviously be discerning about what you choose to put into practice, but really choose what you want to do and understand that you do have a choice. You do have the ability to detach healthily from things that have, even whether, as I said, it's five minutes ago, five months ago, five years ago you do have that ability because you have a future and you have a present which makes up your future waiting for you to live so share this with anyone who you think needs that reminder that encouragement in your world don't forget to follow on not your average official on instagram and i will see you on the next episode thanks so much for listening see you soon